Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman. Alongside me, well, it's the return of the excitable Sam Ellard, fresh from his uh, soiree to the 100 draft. And uh, he's been hoovering up plenty of audio with some of his old mates. Play cricket for England. There's lots of, sh- there's lots of uh, uh, handshakes. There's lots of hugs. There's lots of see you in New Zealands throughout this show. So uh, let's get cracking. So, Sam Ellard, uh, the 100 draft is upon us. Now, um, you know, there's been, and you ask so many of the, 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 the players um, about the negativity surrounding this uh, tournament. I'm guessing that of all the people in the world, you are quite excited about uh, the 100. I think being at the draft, John, on Sunday evening and seeing the players that were in the draft, seeing some of the players that are going to be playing in the tournament next summer, seeing some of the big names that couldn't even get picked up, seeing the quality, some some big names as head coaches, the likes of Shane Warne. I think it's very difficult for me as a cricket fan to not get behind it. I think at first I was probably a bit sceptical. I thought 100 balls, 10 ball overs. Are we trying to be too clever? Are we trying to be a little bit too silly? Um, but when you go to an event like that and see you know some of the best batsmen, some of the best bowlers, best arounders in world cricket um, going to be coming over here in the, in the peak of summer, um, next year um, for me I think as a cricket fan it's hard not to be super super pumped for for hopefully a tournament John which you know we hope over the next couple of years can can match the blast in the IPL I think the T20 is is not a bad tournament we do get some big names coming over I think there's things we can definitely improve the, the scheduling for example but I really hope that the 100 John whether it's next year two, three, four years can get close to the same level as popularity as the IPL and the Big Bash how good would that be? OK, well, look, we've got some interviews coming up in the show. Shane Warne, Joe Root, Johnny Besto, Ben Stokes, Josh Butler, Andre Russell. I mean, you talk about the quality and, you know, this is a template that works, isn't it? We've seen the eight teams now uh, from the London Originals through to the, uh, um, actually, no, it's not London Originals, is it? It's a Manchester Originals, Oval Invincibles, London Spirit. Are, are you, I mean, you're a Middlesex through and through, are you? Do I take it then that you are going to be supporting the London Spirit? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the London Spirit. Uh, London Spirit through and through. They're playing at Lords. 
Um, and I've got to say, for me, um, I think just the, the team that stands out for me has to be the Trent Rockets. I think their their top three could be something like Hale, Short, Root, perhaps Milan at four. They got good death bowlers in in in, in Gurney and 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 Cortenoil. I mean, John, the teams are absolutely stacked, full of of, of top class players. Um, I thought it was absolutely fascinating the first round. Um, I mean, you know, Liam Livingston being picked up for the maximum of £125,000. I think that in the press room, certainly when that came out, there was some... some I think people were surprised, John. I mean, don't get me wrong, great batsman, but, you know, being picked up for, for the top money, I thought the way certain teams went about picking certain players was, was fascinating. For example, the Manchester team, I mean, you know, some of their top picks was, was the likes of, um, you know, Villas, he went very, very early. Um, Phil Salt went early. So I think seeing how different teams went about their strategy was fascinating. Uh, well, let's have a listen to what Shane Warren had to say, because you're right, it is fascinating how the teams went about things. Um, and uh, he was getting his excuses in early. How was that experience for you? Did you did it all go to plan like you wanted it to? Uh, it didn't go exactly according to plan. Obviously, when you pick seven, um, it's way below. Then you had uh, Morgs at our next pick at, at 10. We didn't get another pick till 23. So it was very difficult for us with you know, one pick in the first 23. Yeah. We didn't know where we were at. You know, we didn't know who it was, 23 players to go. So it was very, very hard for us we're in our situation. Um, and Manchester did us twice with Salt and Parnell when we were the next pick. And then Birmingham did us when they were coming back. They did us with Bapara and... Oh, it was, I can't remember who the other yeah. one was, but that, we did four times. We had to think on our feet with it. What's so that it like, though, difficult. when you when that happens? Is it, do you, do you, can you plan for stuff like that where you sort of go into the event? If you don't get certain players, you have threes and fours and fives and six for that slot. Or do you literally just have to think in your feet and go, right, I haven't got him. We're now going to go and have to get him. Uh, yeah. I mean, we had all that simulations and things like that. If we didn't get him, we got him. If he's gone, we got him. If he's... But then you've got to also think on your feet about the balance of the team. So well, we haven't got an opener. We haven't got a keeper. Like, we yes. got to pick our keeper nearly last. Um, they were sweating that. Yeah, thinking, geez, we need a keeper. Who's <laughs> yeah. left? So Morgs, can got, you keep or something? Yeah, yeah we've got a good one with Rossington. So, yeah, look, I think at the end of the day, when you look at where we were at, at pick seven, and we didn't get another one till at 23rd, I think when you look at our team, we got Mark Wood and Muhammad Amir and Abbott and then your spin options are Crane, Van Merva, Nabby and Maxwell with Joe Denley. I think our bowling is really good. I think we've got a lot of variety in our bowling and then if you look at our side, Denley, Maxwell, Morgan, Lawrence, Nabby, um, Rossington, Vandermeer, it's, it's pretty good. So I think we've done really well. I'm, I'm pretty happy with our team. Yeah. Was Maxwell always going to be the first pick? Is that who you, you wanted to be number uh, one? We thought uh, Maxwell was going to Manchester. We thought we were either going to have Russell or Warner was going to be our choice uh, or Narine with our three. When we had Warner and Maxwell, it was like, do we pick Warner or Maxwell? We said we were going to go Darcy Short at 23 because no one will get him until 23. And then Flem picked him at 23, so we said, oh, no, we've got no opener. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that sort of threw a spanner in the works for us. Um, but, yeah, look, I'm pretty happy, pretty happy. Max was a match winner, we know that. Hmm. It's uh, Shane Warne there, the uh, London Spirit coach, Shane Warne. Uh, Owen Morgan will be his captain, and interesting to hear what he had to say about that. He actually seemed a bit frustrated and downbeat, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he? And actually... You know, we, we talk about this, we talk about the tactics of the 100, but there's also tactics about the draft. Um, and he felt a little bit hard done by. 
Yeah, he said there there were three or four plays that he wanted, he thought they were going to get, he thought they would be available, and then they they didn't get. Um, but that's, that, that's part of it, John. It must be so hard for the head coaches to try and work out what you want. But then surely they must have a backup plan. They must have four, five, six, seven plans. You know, what are you going to do if you don't get certain players? And as Shane said there, there was a few occasions they thought we're definitely going to get him, couldn't get that player, then had to think on their feet. I thought it was fascinating there right at the end. He said he got to the end of the draft, realised he didn't have a wicketkeeper, so had to pick up Adam Rossington, which Shane said he was happy with. Um, but I, I thought that it, it, it adds to the excitement. I thought it was great. I thought the TV coverage, I have to say, was brilliant. I thought with the England players being there, reacting to, to players getting picked up, I thought it was great. But it adds to the drama, not knowing who's going to go where, having to think on your feet. It was brilliant. OK, well, let's have a listen to what Ben Stokes uh, from the Northern Superchargers, of course, he was picked up ahead of Joe Root, the uh, England captain, test captain. Um, and let's hear what Stokes he had to say. Firstly, happy with what the uh, the Northern Superchargers have at this stage? Very happy, yeah. We've picked a team where I think we've managed to cover all bases as well as we possibly could. We've got, you know, explosive batsmen with uh, Aaron Finch, Chris Lynn, um, and then mystery spin, you know, of Majib and Rush, um, who are going to complement each other really well. Left arm option with David Willey, who swings a new ball, whacks it, and can bowl at the end. So um, I think a very interesting, well, not interesting, but a very good pick for us was our keeper, Ben Folks. Don't think necessarily he's going to have a huge role to play with the bat, but, you know, when you've got um, a leg spinner and a mystery spinner like Majib, you need a good keeper, and, you know, Ben Folks is one of the best in the world. So. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a very clever pick from from our coach. Um, as a bowler and a batsman, what do you think it'll be like for you to try and adapt your game to this format? Do you think you'll have to change a lot when you're at the crease bowling and batting? To be honest, I don't think there's going to be that much that really has to change. The only thing is if you get asked to bowl the 10 ball over. Do you fancy it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. The New Zealand tour will, of course, be a new head coach. Chris Silverwood's going to be in charge of of, of England. Um, are you excited to, to work with him as the as the head coach? Yeah, obviously worked under him as our bowling coach for the last two years, and um, really enjoyed my time, you know, working with him as a player, just a bowling coach. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he has to offer in terms of you know that head coach role. Um, I can't imagine he's going to change too much because he really enjoyed the way that Trevor worked. Um, and if anything, I think he's just going to try and continue that and, um, you know, force into the lads. This is the way that uh, we operate best because he's been there through the highs and lows over that two year time as bowling coach. He understands the guys and he understands what works for them best is getting the best out of them as individuals and as players. So, um, you know, it's great that we've managed to keep the, the job internal um, and not sort of have someone new come in and not quite sure how, how it's run. Interesting point there by Stokes about the use of Ben Folks, isn't it? And I suppose with 100-ball cricket being even shorter uh, in duration than 2020 cricket, the role of the wicketkeeper could actually go back to being more of a specialist position. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for example, Ben Folks is a good chance. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him bang as low as somewhere like number nine. Um, you know, they're going to pack their, their top order with batsmen. And as you said, you probably want your wicketkeeper to be the best wicketkeeper. And interesting there, Ben did say best wicketkeeper in the world. And then um, as, as as he did say that, I did see that he sort of thought, oh, should I really be saying that? Because obviously, I mean, the best wicketkeeper in the world is England's what third choice wicketkeeper in Test cricket. Um, I think Ben Folks is, is a fantastic pick. Um, I think it's been pretty well documented, isn't it, John? I know you're a Surrey fan, so you'll see more of him than me. That he put, they're probably, definitely, certainly not on this country, is there 
a better wicketkeeper than Ben Folks. And I think he'll have a pivotal role to play in the, uh, you know, standing up especially to, to the spin bowlers. Uh, it's about the glitz and the glam, though, isn't it? You don't get much uh, glitzier or glamorous than Andre Russell, who's going to be turning out for this Southern Brave or Braves. Um, and he caught up with Scott Taylor. Andre, first of all, we're here at the draft. You've been in the draft as well with the IPL. How does this compare, do you reckon? Um, I, it's the first act I'm actually, you know, being at a draft. And, you know, it's been, it's been going good so far. Um, I always watch these things on telly. So I don't know what happened behind the scene and all of these things. So it's a good experience for me. And um, I'm excited to be picked up in, you know, amazing colour. And, and you're playing alongside the likes of Jofra Archer, Tamel Mills as well, James Vince, David Warner. These are guys, explosive X-Factor players and, and yourself as well. Uh, of course. Um, you just call a name that is, a, is, a, is another express piece. And... Um, these guys definitely have a plan. Um, it looks like our coaches have a plan of going fast. Mm. So, you know, Mills is, is someone that bowl 90 plus as well. So I think all four of us, we will, we will you know, cause some damage. Mm. And you've played a lot of franchise cricket around the world. It's a new format. How do you think your experience will, will come across to the players, especially from the tactical side as well? There's 20 balls less, of course. Yeah. Um, I think I'm always open to to share my knowledge, share my experience, and um, you know to enhance someone someone's game. You know, even even if they play international cricket, if I see an area where they need to work on to to be e- to make sure that they hit the ball easier or to have a bigger bat swing or whatever, I'm not going to change someone's technique. But I'm always open, you know, for conversations and always want to learn as I go on as well. So it's all about learning on the job and sharing the experience that I have been experiencing over the years. And you've played in a lot of franchise cricket around the world, the Big Bash, the IPL. The only criticism in England is that franchise cricket isn't here, but now it is. Do you think that can really propel English cricket onto another level? Yes, for sure. As you can see, what it have done for India. And um, these guys have so much confidence playing white ball cricket. And um, even in test cricket, as you can see, Roy Trauma is playing shot after shot. And, you know, everything has been evolving. It's not all about, you know, batting for two days, batting 500 ball just for a double hundred. You know, he scored 200 from 250 at ball. And, um, you know, it just goes to show that, you know, all these formats are is very important for the game. And just finally, Chris Gale not picked up. Today, I know people say the hundreds about selling seats. Were you surprised to see an X-factor player, a man that can put bums on seats, someone like Gale, not picked up? Yeah, I was, I was, um, I was surprised. Um, you know, as I said before in um, a few more interviews, that um, you know that's just how it is. Um, you know, I've been watching him for years. You know, he loved playing in England as well, and I think for a new tournament like this. I think he would really light it up and um, you know we just have to make sure that whatever we're doing you know we 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 will make the best of it because you know Bravo didn't get picked up as well um, you know other good players from other countries didn't get picked up but that's how it is Hold up what was that 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Andre Russell talking about the uh, the omission of Chris Gale. Um, and, you know, Andre Russell is an interesting guy so far that he's been around the world. He's played in these tournaments. He knows how big they can get. Um, but was there some surprise that the likes of Gale weren't picked up? Bearing in mind that actually there's still this wild card place, isn't there? So, you know, some of these big names that did miss out this time, they, they can still come back. Um, to be completely honest, you would think there would be a lot of surprise. I think considering he was the top price, Chris Gale, um, I don't think there was as much shock as maybe you thought there would be with Chris Gale. Um, perhaps, John, over the last year or so, he hasn't had quite the same impact on, on some of the teams. He maybe isn't as destructive and maybe doesn't deliver on such a regular basis as he used to do perhaps in his in his prompt. So maybe there wasn't that much surprise he went for one two five. Probably the surprise was that Liam Livingston got picked up for one two five rather than someone like Chris Gale, but um, I thought if he was going to get picked, probably the main reason would be perhaps maybe name over over perhaps current ability if that makes sense. Um, I think in terms of Andre Russell, um, I think a lot of people thought Rashid Khan and, and Andre Russell would be the top two picks. I think um, you know probably now mystery spin is, is is the number one priority, isn't it? So I think the first choice is always going to be Rashid Khan, and then of course you know someone who can do both. Let's hope with Andre Russell. We know he's one of the best cricketers in the world to watch. Let's hope he can stay fit. A lot of times over the last years or so, he's gone around the world to different tournaments, but he's, he's had to either pull out, he's either had to miss a large chunk of the tournament due to injury. Let's hope, because I know I was talking to a local journalist who um, covers that patch. First thing he said was, really happy, just fingers crossed he can pull through, can keep fit and then stay fit throughout the tournament. Yeah, and that is a, a ongoing problem with world cricket, isn't it? It's- 12 months a year and it's one of the reasons that someone like Joe Root there is some feeling that he shouldn't be playing the T20 tournaments let alone the 100 you can't not play the captain though let's see what he had to say when you caught up with him 
firstly, you look at the side the Trent Rockets have. It's full of young county players as well. Are you looking forward to bringing that experience that you have in the Test Arena to these guys to help them kick on further? Hopefully, yeah. You know, one of the most enjoyable things about currently coming back and playing for Yorkshire is you have an opportunity to work with some good young players and give your experience over to them and try and give something back to your county that produced opportunities for you and given you a chance to go and you know, go on and play for England eventually. So hopefully it'll be a similar sort of thing. I'll also be looking to, to tap uh, tap into the likes of Rashid Khan, um, Stephen Fleming. You know, his wealth and knowledge around all cricket is, is fantastic and fascinating. So it's going to be great for everyone. Hopefully I can give something back to some young players, but also I'll be able to take something away from, from some brilliantly experienced players and coaches as well. You mentioned England. Uh, it'd be rude not to talk about the national side. First tour under Chris Silverwoods. Trevor Bayliss has been and gone. You've worked with Chris Silverwood for the last couple of seasons. Give us an insight into what England fans should be expecting into the next few test series. Chris is someone who's very thorough, um, you know, very organised, knows how he wants uh, us to go and play. And it's very joined up in the way I think about things and, and see us moving forward. So that's very exciting. Um, he's, he's had... You look at his success at Essex, you know, two seasons there, to a promotion and a, a championship. Um, so he clearly knows what he's doing. Uh, we've seen that in his position with, as, a, as a bowling coach, and I think it's a great chance for him to, to now take those ideas further into being you know, the lead coach and really helping us kick on as a test side and, and continue the great work with the white ball side as well. So Joe Root playing for the uh, the Trent Rockets, but, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. We've got a couple of World T20s coming up in the next couple of years. Uh, Joe Root wants to play in the IPL. He did play in the Big Bash, but, you know, can the England captain really be playing four formats? No, it's it's way too much. I I was I was convinced when Root became the England the England Test captain that he would stop playing these these shorter formats. He would obviously prioritise the Red Bull cricket, still be involved in the um, in the in the fifty over stuff because I mean he's got a fantastic average, he's got a good strike rate, but. Joe Root in T20 cricket, it, it surely has to be all, all a little bit too much for him. And really, though, if you're if you're picking a team, though, and this is the greatest respect to Joe Root, 100 balls, you look at the amount of top-quality batsmen that are on display, does, would you have Joe Root in your, in your top three, in your top four? Does he, you know, we know he can nudge a nerdle when he can, in 50-over cricket, he can score, you know, 100 of 120 balls. But really, let's be honest, 100-ball cricket, you need someone who's going to come to the crease he was at the crease for 15, 20 balls, 25 balls, and can hit 50 runs. Can Root do that? He thinks he can do that. He wants to do that. He wants to get better and better at the shorter format. I think it was no surprise that Stokes, he got picked for the Northern Superchargers ahead of someone like Joe Root. Joe Root, not good enough for the 100. You heard it here first. Um, uh, I'll let Sam go. He's got to get back and produce his show. What a what a team player, multitasking uh, as he heads off into the night. Uh, but not before. Uh, we hear from Johnny Bairstow. Sam caught up with as spiky and as uh, flame-haired as ever. Johnny? Hello. Enjoying it? So far, happy with happy with what your team has got at the moment? Yeah, um, I am actually, yeah. I think that uh, the blend of youth and experience that we've got, obviously Tom Bantam, the way that he went about in the, the T20s last year, coupled with the experience of Steve Smith, the international experience of Mitchell Stark, um, and then obviously you've got Liam Plunkett and Ryan Tender-Scar that, that can go through the, the middle balls, uh, whether that be bowling or finishing off the innings 
um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy at the moment. What will it be like for you? You've spent all summer playing against, you know, Stark and Smith, and then next summer you're, you, you, you know, you're playing with them. Is that the best thing about cricket at the moment? You can be you know, essentially enemies against these guys one week, and then sort of next summer you'll be working with them and, and training with them day in day out. I mean, that's franchise cricket. Uh, franchise cricket all the way around the world is um, is exactly that. It's learning off the guys that you're playing against for your country, playing with for different franchises. Um, I played with Stark in 2012. At at Yorkshire um, in the T20s then uh, obviously played against Steve Smith a fair bit uh, so yeah getting the chance to work with him uh, and hopefully be successful working together in um, in what's shaping up to be a, a strong uh, Welsh fire side is, uh, is exciting Do you think the 100 over the next couple of years can can get to the same heights as, as the IPL the Big Bash? Uh, absolutely that's why uh, people have invested so much time money uh, experience in that that's why you look at the coaches that are looking after the teams they're the best coaches in the world you look at the overseas players that um, have put themselves in for the draft uh, and that have been picked up there's obviously been some that have been uh, not necessarily um, picked up in the draft uh, but that's, that's, that's the nature of drafts uh, and franchise cricket Have you been slightly surprised at how the drafts you know, panned out I think different teams have gone down different roads you know I mean like Manchester for example they've got you know, I think you know, Salt, Villas were, were, were their early picks whereas other guys have gone for big king batsmen early on are you, are you surprised at the way it's, at the way it's all panned out? Look I'm not in the think tank of uh, of the individual teams um, I'm just worrying about uh, what we're what we're doing and, uh, and who we're going uh, going for and um, look that's that's part and parcel of um, of each team each ground being different dimensions uh, different pitches and, and then working themselves out so the Welsh Fires, Johnny Bairstow firing off a couple of broadsides there. Brings us to the end of the show. Uh, big thanks to Sam Ellard and also Scott Taylor who attended the draft. Uh, and we will be back next week. The players en route to New Zealand now, as will I be uh, very shortly. So our next following on podcast will take place from Auckland. Looking back at a World Cup semi-final between the All Blacks and England in passing, uh, but also looking ahead to the start of that cricket tour, which gets underway at the start of November. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, subscribe and review on Acast and iTunes. You're listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.